Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. It's November. <laughs> to your regularly scheduled program. Yes. It's triple N this month. No, no. No. New November news. What? Don't don't judge me. I'm not saying that it's not the way you you're you went where you went immediately. Yeah, you go join your little incel teen friends. Nope, nope, not gonna do that. <laughs> well then find something else to celebrate. Um uh, don't have much to <laughs> You've celebrate. Ruined this already. Yep, that was my goal. That was my New Year's revol- it's my new November newness. Well, it took the wind out of my sails. I'm like, hey, we're back uh, for a regular well, show. I mean, we can still have a regular show. That's what a regular show is. I usually come in and I ruin it early. And then Kirby comes running down the stairs as he has wont to do. <laughs> just going to judge you the rest of this episode. How is that different than any other episode? <laughs> take, take it just with a tinge of judgment. I usually do. Hey, we're back from a couple weeks of doing different stuff. I like to point out it's never a, t- a tinge of judgment. I, it's it's like more like an ounce to like, you know... Several ounces of judgment. Simmering resentment. Yes, that's the that's that is correct. You found the exact wording. Sometimes um, it hits a little bit of a moderate boil, but usually it's just simmering. Sometimes it's like heating up sauce in a saucepan and it just bubbles every now and then. But sometimes some of those bubbles are bigger and it goes everywhere. Oh, we're back to the right. Like it would at the oh end. my god, this is going on too long. That's what she said. Probably not. That's a good point. Back to our simmering <laughs> resentment. Okay. What are we doing this week? Normal stuff. We got news of the week. Weird comics facts. Sports reports. <sighs> uh, <laughs> Do we have to? Talking the last couple episodes of Loki, the new Bill Watterson book, and your questions. Mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff. So let's just jump straight into there. Oh, boy. We got a lot of news this week, and not just because we haven't talked about it in two weeks. It's just legitimately got some biggies. So let's jump into the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. I want to start with this one because it's going to dovetail into something else. Okay, I like that. I also need to pull something up. I like when when you have news stories that mesh together instead of like gyrating from one area to another. Not everything's connected. Oh, well, that's the hip bones connected to the leg bone. Kingdom for the Planet of the Apes. That looks visually had its, stunning. Had its first teaser trailer. Looks amazingly visually stunning. I kind of thought this movie was unnecessary, but yeah, the, the the teaser trailer looks pretty good. Boy, they know how to make CGI apes. I would think so after this, you know, after this long of trying it. And I like that tri- trilogy. I like most of the Planet of the Apes movies. What I thought was interesting about this one is it looks like they might be going into the Forbidden Zone. Ooh. Which, uh, in the second one, I'm just going to spoil a movie that's been out for over 40 years. Uh, the apes discover that there's... Uh, Still a human civilization hidden behind some ruins, uh-huh. which are kind of like, look like the ruins that you see in the trailer. And back there, it's been so long since like they were a society, they worship a nuclear bomb. It's like melted all their faces so that they look like these weird like aliens. Like they could pull off like their human like skin masks. They're all like messed up. Uh-huh. Similar to the uh, Twilight Zone episode about the people with the weird faces. I mean, no, but because oh. <laughs> they weren't worshiping a bomb and didn't go crazy from radiation. I mean, it happens. And then the movie ends with them um, detonating the bomb and blowing up the entire world. Is Chuck in that one, too? He's in it at the very end. Oh, uh, okay. He's he's in it long enough to go like, ah, there's a bomb. 
<laughs> and it blew up. <laughs> and now he's dead. Oh, well. And that, like, I don't know. I don't know how much they're going to really lean into that movie. Because Planet of the Apes, the old ones, went weird places. They go to the 70s for a while. Two of them become just celebrities. There's a fashion montage with apes. I'm too sexy for my shirt. <laughs> it's not one too of the strongest movies. for my shirt. But, yeah, I don't know. I think this looks really good. Uh, this is coming from director Wes Ball, who um, exclusively has done the Maze Runner movies, which I've never seen because they're based on YA books and so didn't really cross paths with me. No, you've never been big on YA. Well, it was also, I think those books definitely came out like later than I should have been reading them, uh, to the best of my knowledge. There are plenty of people who read young adult fiction when they're older. Yeah, I have a Martin Scorsese towards Marvel feeling towards YA <laughs> movie adaptations. That's fair. You're welcome to your opinion. Ah, so that being said, West Ball has been announced to be directing the uh, live-action Legend of Zelda movie. I was like, mm. I'm still excited for a live-action Zelda movie. Uh, basically, all this new... I don't like any of the news around it. Okay, well, to, I don't know much so, of it, so could you please go on? So, to be fair, this is being directed uh, by West Ball, who I haven't seen. His only movies so far have been the Maze Runner movies. Haven't seen them. Don't care. Don't want to. But he is directing the Planet of the Apes movie, the upcoming one. I'm like, well, that trailer looks really good. So, you know, there's a little boost there. It's also being produced by um, Avi Arad who uh, bought the Spider-Man rights in the 90s and has done some good things and some truly awful things. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying like as a human being. I'm saying as a producer. <laughs> That's fair. I can't speak to his personal life. So I'm like, ooh. You're talking about his body of like produced work. Yeah. Not as, you know, outside it, it, the realm of work. And also like stories of um, difficulty with uh, working with him. And there's a writer. Um, I can, This is why I had to pull up this article. What's the writer name? Ghost Rider. What a great show from the 90s. Uh, written by uh, Derek Connolly, who wrote Jurassic World. So, like, again, I'm like, okay, cool. Love everyone involved. And it's also, because it's Abby Rod, it's being done by Sony. I'm like, okay, another another strike here. I think we're up to four strikes. Yeah. And uh, Miyamoto, the... Jurassic World's the one where Sam Neill comes back, right? That was the third one. Yeah, the second one was not Jurassic World, was it? I mean, they were all called Jurassic World something subtitle, except for the first one, which was just Jurassic World. There was Jurassic World. No, the first one was Jurassic Park. No, I'm saying of the new trilogy. Oh, uh, oh, ooh, yeah, those ones. Yeah. Oh, the second one, I think, was The Lost World, maybe. Uh, of the original ones, not the sequel trilogy. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. I can't remember the name of the second one either, but that's the one where you point a gun at something and then a dinosaur attacks compared to just being a bullet. Mm, good point. Did not like that movie. Well, he I guess he didn't write that one. I didn't look up his IMDb Beyond that he wrote Jurassic World. Uh, Miyamoto, the creator of Zelda, also the creator of Mario, is still working with Nintendo. Um, he released a statement which kind of sounds like he's being held, hast held hastage. Hastage? Held hostage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hostage letter. This is Miyamoto. I have been working on the live action film of The Legend of Zelda for many years now with... Avi Arad-san, who has produced many mega-hit films. I have asked Avi-san to produce this film, and we have now officially started development on the film with Nintendo itself heavily involved with the production. It will take time until its completion, but I hope you look forward to seeing it. That's, that's promising. I don't, I, no. <laughs> I don't have a lot of faith in this. Just based on... I'm not going to say nothing, because like it's, it's the people involved. I'm like, okay. Hey, that... That Planet of the Apes movie looks good. It and does. I, and I like it looks those, great. I like those Spider-Verse movies. Mm, the the Spider-Verse movies are fantastic. These are the straws I'm grasping to. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> As you're you're hanging on to deep-seated faith. I mean, I was literally, today, before this was announced, I was playing one of the old Game Boy Zelda games. I was playing Oracle of Seasons, baby. I never played the Oracle of Seasons. I still say that Link's Awakening is my favorite Zelda game. Yeah, fine. 
like it. It was the first one that I, like the first game of that cat like that type that I played and beat all the way through. I was so proud of myself. Although the biggest part, like the hardest part about that game, finding all the secret seashells. Yeah, that was annoying. That was a pain in the ass. I mean, I'm a Zelda fan, like through and through. But it, like, I'm I don't know. I've said it before. I'm not that interested in the idea of a movie. Could it be great? Sure, but a lot of the the initial pieces that we're getting, aside from having Miyamoto involved, that's I'm real glad that. Apes trailer dropped too because otherwise yeah. I'd be like the Maze Runner guy. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, so there's that. Hey, we got some trailers. Yes, we do. You know, what? let's start. Let's not do trailers first. Let's start with chaos. Ooh yes. Variety put out an article in the last week about the turmoil at Marvel. You know, it sounds tumultuous. Oh no, do tell. One of the things that they there's a bunch of stuff. We're not going to hit everything in there because some of it's been kind of debunked or kind of deemed irrelevant. Uh, one of the things floating around that the Blade movie has been rewritten so many times and has gone into like set, the reason that Mahersha Ali was like almost quitting the movie is because he had been relegated to the fourth lead in a Blade movie. The f- they have the fourth lead. Yeah, so Blade was going to be the fourth lead in a Blade movie, according to this report. So here's my problem with that lead no means bl- like one you're in the front no blade but but you have four if you have four leads you really have one lead well that's an ensemble exactly so why are we calling it a lead that's what you literally call every movie whatever <laughs> no, don't shake your head at me with your simmering <laughs> resentment <laughs> to be fair on this one though uh not the guy who's your um, abject disappointment <laughs> <laughs> not the guy who's on the most recent draft to play is like i was working on this movie for a while and i never saw anything that looked like that so take that as you will we have a report we also have someone who worked on the movie conflicting things i also kind of find it hard to believe that marvel would not make a blade movie about blade we had blade in a post credit scene after the marvels not the marvel sorry um the eternals yeah, we had his voice exactly blade's voice yeah i mean i say that but you know the best Mad Max movie isn't about Mad Max, so... It had Tina Turner in it. Beyond Thunderdome. Yes, you're right. The best Mad Max. Yes, it is. <laughs> With the best the best soundtrack. I'm not looking for a hero. That's enough of that. No, it's not. <laughs> How's that similar resentment? Um, other news. Because of the whole Jonathan Major situation, where no one really knows where that's going. But, I mean, we've said it before. I'll say it again. Like, you know, innocent until proven guilty. But there is also still the court of public opinion. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when stuff's out there, like, you're just tarnished. It takes forever to build a reputation and a second to ruin it, kids. So there's been conversation about what are they going to do? Are they going to recast? Are they just going to stay the course? Or are they going to go in a completely different direction? Because it's not, you know, the wheels are turning on, like, the whole Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty thing. But, like, do they just kill him off and have Doctor Doom take over? Is one of their break glass in case of emergency options? You know, I'd be okay with that. It'd be kind of fun. I'd rather not have that because I'd actually like to have the character built up versus just popping in and being like, I'm here now. Yeah, good point. So, I mean, the easiest answer is just recast. Like, we've done this. Yes, we have. It's happened. And you could easily, they're clearly, given everything that's happened in Loki and then the Marvel's trailer, they are clearly getting ready to crack open the multiverse in a big, bad way. Yeah. So there's no reason why you couldn't recast it and have him be from, you know, another multiverse. Or maybe he was the real king all along. And this was coming out of um, a summit that Marvel usually does. It's like they do this yearly summit. Like, hey, what are we doing? Um, these are the directions of our movies. Hey, we're doing great. Except this year, they're like, what the fuck is happening? Why is everything going so poorly? Yeah. Why does everyone hate us? So they're scaling everything way back, like, as far as, like, TV shows and maybe even, like, how quickly film releases are coming out. Because what are we up to, like, three or four a year now? Maybe. 
I lose track now because of the shows. It used to be like, ooh, there's one Marvel movie a year. Ooh, there's two Marvel movies. Ooh, there's three. Oh, now there's 17 TV shows and four movies, and what am I doing? All of it. If you ever hop off this train, you can't hop back on. There's no, too much. There, there really is. The other thing that uh, we're bringing up, which um, if you do it right and do it well, they're like, do we need to bring back Robert Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson? It's a comic book world. You can. It's true. But how expensive are those two going to be, especially Downey? Very. All of the money. And what if they say no? Actually, if they flash enough money at them, they won't say no. But also, I, mean, I feel like... Uh, it was reported that Downey's money for Iron Man 3, keep in mind, that was in 2013, was 25 mil. Yeah, it's a lot of money. But here's my problem with that, right? This is the same problem I have with Patriots fans at times. We're not there yet. No, 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 no. But it's. It, I'm going to draw a correlation for you, if you're, you will. You're all ready to jump off a roof? Not all of us. Most of us. <laughs> not all of us. Although, funny story for later. Anyway, it doesn't involve people jumping off of a roof. Okay, good. Anyhow. I'm glad that's not the punchline. Yeah, me too. Hilarious story. Man's dead. So it ended in a really, like, that was such a high note ending. Why bring them back? They don't need to. It, it diminishes what they did. Actually, here, instead of Tom Brady, I'll use uh, a different analogy. I'm sure that people that listen to the show, there might be some fans of, like, wrestling. Ric Flair. You know who Ric Flair is, right? Woo! Exactly. He is back, and he is. I think if everything I've read is correct, he might be wrestling again. His last, his quote unquote last match in which he was retired, air quotes, by Shawn Michaels, in a uh, was back, in like at WrestleMania like twenty four back in like two thousand and six or seven. That was almost twenty years ago, and he's wrestled since then. Because he needs the money, and it's still a draw. Hulk Hogan coming back to wrestle every now and then. Like, bringing back the nostalgia act to save what you're doing isn't really saving what you are doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Now, there's ways to do it. Like, if they want to do, like, alternate universe, that's an easy one. Or But what does that do to drive forward the main storyline? The one thing that's always been good about Marvel... <laughs> well, I think right now and- they're worried about driving the money, because the Marvels isn't going to make any... Oh, but we got to buy tickets for that. Yeah, I know. But the thing that's always... Sunday's going to be the day that works best for me. All right. Patriots play at 9.30 in the morning, so it's fine. I'll be in a mood after that, so I'll need an escape. <laughs> anyway, the thing that I've always loved about Marvel is there's a continuous... There's a storyline. There's a thread. If you all of a sudden start branching off into the alternate universe pieces, then you're getting away from the main, the main branch. Well, I can't wait to talk about Loki with you. Be creative about... How you drive that main branch forward. I loved the three episodes of Loki, by the way. This might be the best. Loki might be the best Marvel thing of the year. So Marvel is in turmoil. Movies aren't making money. Everything's falling apart. Hey, there was an Echo trailer. That looks awesome. It was literally the day after that like report came out. Everyone, the internet was like, Marvel's on fire. Then the Echo trailer came out. Everyone's like, everything's fine again. The trailer looks mm. good, though. It does look good. It finally looks like a serious trailer. Yeah, I, I'm also, that's something I see like people doing on the internet. Like, Marvel's too jokey. Like, bitch, this, like, most of these aren't going to be dramas. You're allowed to have some fun with this. Yes. But it does look really good. There was way more, I mean, we'll see how much he's in it, but a lot of Vincent D'Onofrio in there. He looks yeah. great. Like, I love him as the Kingpin. He's so cool. Oh, he looks great. I love what they're doing with it. You get that one flash of Daredevil. Yes. Jumping around, doing Daredevil y things. I love it. Matt Murdock, he's a badass. Yeah, and this is kind of a turnaround from, um, I mean, we'll see when the final project comes out, but this is going to be the first show that Disney drops all at once. This isn't a week-to-week. Oh, wow. So it's a binger. Yeah. And they've never done that before. They've also never had a TVMA show. No. 
So it's definitely an experimental kind of thing, kind of see like what the audience is going to connect with. What's like, can what model works better for, Mm -hmm. um, I guess, maintaining Disney plus subscribers. But yeah, you know, there were um, rumors that part of the reason this was being dumped all at once is because it wasn't very good and all this. But, you know, that trailer certainly looks good. It looks It's nice. It's um, I mean, right now, like I'm enjoying Loki and I'm excited about this. And then we get to Captain Marvel, which released its final trailer. Yes. Captain Marvel. The Marvels. There you go. Is quick question: Is that the same hammer that Ronan was walking around with? She is. I think she's another accuser. It's, he's not the mm. only accuser out there. Oh, there's been a lot of accusers. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Oh, good point. Speaking of Jonathan Majors. Oh no, you went there. Um, <laughs> this is definitely their best trailer. Oh, 100 percent for this movie. This gave the movie weight. Also, can we also just take a moment? The moment that changes everything, the movie that changes everything. That's such a my one problem with that because as soon as they started putting text on, they're like, they're gonna say this is the one that changes everything. Like I feel like that's such like beaten into the ground. By the movie that changes everything, I think they mean the post credit scenes, which I will not spoil. To be fair, I'm only aware of one of them. Does it involve? I'm not saying anything. A, oh, there's multiple post credit scenes. I, th- I think I saw that there were two. I haven't looked right. that closely into it, but I saw what one of them was. I was like, okay, not elaborating. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Fair enough. But they mostly me. No, I don't care. I don't, oh, you don't care about me. <laughs> I don't care. I don't, want, I don't want people sending angry emails or unsubscribing, even worse than angry emails. <laughs> Please send your angry emails. It means you're still interacting <laughs> with the show. That's something I've always been grateful for, like for Patreon. Like when you uh, leave someone's Patreon, it gives you the option of saying like why you're leaving, and graciously, no one has been like it's because you suck. <laughs> Oh, what have the reasons been then? Um, no one's ever left one. Oh, wow. And I am fine with that. I kind of wish they would. Just please, so please don't. I think you should. Well, first of all, please don't leave the Patreon. But should you leave a comment on your way out the door? No, don't encourage this. I don't want that. It's bad I, enough I, that you don't get their dollar a month. Yeah. Now you're like, oh no, the rejection. Yeah, I don't want to be someone like you're not worth a dollar, and also you suck. But the show isn't what it used to be. You're not gonna. No, it's much better than it used to be. Probably. Yeah. But again, it's certainly much better than last week's already. Yeah, so I mean, it looks like we're kind of following up on stuff we've been setting up with like the multiverse. And um, especially, I think this is going to connect to what Doctor Strange was setting up with getting different worlds um, colliding, the incursion thing. It seems to definitely be where this trailer is leading with like, you know, punching a hole into another universe. Mm, you think that's <laughs> exactly... I haven't liked the marketing leading up to this movie. It's really done nothing for me. I'm not going, like, I feel like there are people who are, I mean, I know people are going to see it because it's tracking horribly. I don't know if that's because um, they didn't like the first movie, which was fine. It's not a bad movie, but, it, no. you know, and like in the pantheon of Marvel movies, it's like kind of solidly in the middle to the bottom half. Again, I think like we've talked about before, the problem with box office revenue is people don't have to wait as long to see the movie after it's been in theaters. No, I even, um, I was talking to my wife, I'm like, do you want to see this one? She kind of had to pause. She's like, I haven't like missed one of these like since we started dating. It feel weird to skip. I'm like, you don't have to go. Yeah, that's fair. But we have to. You're like, <laughs> you give your wife the up, but you're like, no, no, Jared, you must go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, I'm not going by myself. <laughs> I'm not paying for you. That's okay. That's, uh, I appreciate it. And she's like, and popcorn's so expensive. I'm like, no, this is not a popcorn type of movie. This is before I saw the final trailer. I'm like, uh, popcorns are a celebration. This feels like an obligation. No, it feels like it's kind of like popcorn is back. Yeah. No, um, this last trailer definitely has gotten me more excited for the movie than I have been, which has been from like tepid to going like, I have an eyebrow raised. And I'm like, okay, let's it, see what you got. 
just the like you said, the previous trailers just made it seem like it was going to be silly and campy. This felt like a Marvel trailer. But again, to that end, what did the trailer open with? I, that's the only part of it I didn't like. It's like, we got to move on from some of this stuff. Like, we can't just keep on looking back at the past. Like, look, Robert Downey Jr. is in a trailer for a movie he's not in. Yeah, but he gets money for being in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, he must. Yeah, he must. Yeah, unless it's part of his contract that they can use his image in trailers. I doubt that. Or it's definitely in the the uh, in the contract. If we ever use your image in a trailer, we have to pay you. I mean, that's usually how that stuff works. Once, I wish you... I wish I had a job where somebody could just take my picture and put it on something and pay me. Uh, but that's the Marvel stuff, and that's most of the stuff. Oh, here's uh, we'll stick with uh, the Disney World. Disney bought all of Hulu. For over $8 billion, the remaining 33% share that they didn't own. Wow. Now they own the whole thing. Now you can get your Hulu Live Sports and Disney+. Plus. I mean, I, I, I do the bundle already, but I imagine that Hulu will still survive. Does the bundle include live TV? Uh, no. No, I, I get Disney... I have Disney, Hulu, and ESPN+. Plus. Plus. Yeah, yeah I got the, I the bundle. Yeah, I, I did the one with commercials, because... Yeah, commercials are fine. <laughs> yeah. Hulu doesn't exist like worldwide, though. That's a lot of... I couldn't tell you every country it exists in, but um, I imagine Disney's going to keep it. Even though they have been putting some R-rated stuff on Disney+, Plus. I imagine Hulu is still going to be where they keep their more mature content to try and you know keep the puritanical kind of Disney image that America loves. Except for they're putting out the TVMA Echo in which people get... That trailer, by the way, I know we kind of hit it quick. That's brutal. Yeah. It's violent as hell. Yeah, Kingpin just beats up a man. And some guy gets shot up through the face. Look, I didn't say it's down the line, I, but I'm, I, I know Disney is like brought in like Deadpool and like Logan is on there now. Mm. But are any does Disney have any R rated? Does Disney Plus have any R rated content that isn't a Marvel property? Song of the South. <laughs> they don't have that. It also wasn't rated R. They're like, this is fine. No, but that, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I know they like the superhero stuff they've done, but I don't think they've. To the best of my knowledge, and I could be wrong, I don't think there is a single R-rated property on Disney Plus that isn't connected to comics. Well, there isn't really R-rated Disney content. Well, because they own all the Fox stuff. So if you want to go find like your diehards, you got hop over to Hulu. Oh, I do love diehards. So stuff like that isn't on Disney Plus. So that's why I think they're well, diehard used to also be on HBO Max. So it's a Fox property. Yes. God, just... yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Nicholas Cage said he didn't film the spider fight for the Flash. Oh, he didn't when he was Superman. Oh, no, he just said he came in and like. He was like just told to like you know kind of like stare pensively and like take in the weight of like watching these universes being destroyed. And then he saw the movie. He's like, I seem to be fighting a big spider. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I didn't do that. No, which, I mean he, it's also a CG character flying around a big CG world, so I'm not that surprised. Like, still if, love that callback though. Still <laughs> love that callback. It feels weird that they didn't include him in on that. Like, hey, and after you look pensively, you're gonna zip around and shoot a spider. <laughs> yeah, that's just weird. I don't, I don't think he didn't sound overly thrilled with it. No. Like, I was supposed to be Superman. Then I was for half a second. And also in an animated thing. Mm. Uh, a couple quick Doctor Who stories, both of which I'm saying boo to. Even though I'm really excited about the 60th anniversary specials that are coming out later this month. Uh, returning showrunner Russell T. Davies uh, says he will be keeping the um, Timeless Child storyline from the, the last iteration. I'm not going to go over all the details of it. Basically, they took the Doctor from just being a guy who wanted to be like a renegade explorer, just stole a TARDIS one day. He's like, fuck it, I'm going to go out, yep. explore the universe. I stole a TARDIS. That's that's the origin. That's his story. Uh, but like, how do you steal a TARDIS and, if you don't know how to operate it? He's still a Time Lord. He knows how to drive that thing. Okay, fair enough. But 
the last iteration in the last showrunner made it so the doctor is the most important person in the universe and like literally birthed all of the time lords and everything goes back to the doctor and like Sounds the most painful. important person it's in the, the universe. The Genghis Khan of the time lord worlds. Yeah, it's it made it it overinflated what was just like I love just the simple story of I wanted to go on an adventure. I stole this thing. Now it's the most important person in the universe and all of creation basically a god i'm like don't love that and um uh, russell t davies who's coming back who rebooted the series originally he's like look this guy's my buddy it happened it's canon i'm not gonna mess with it I'm like, come on man mess with it a little it's stupid maybe he will maybe he's not uh, outright <clears throat> saying it to start or maybe they just never bring it up again see there you go <laughs> that's that, that's my version of honoring it yeah you can like you can have it be canon and just not acknowledge that never it, mention yeah, it again exactly thinking that simpsons maybe i'll just drop it in maybe i won't where Principal Skinner walks by Lisa after like Snowball. She's gone through like eight cats that keep mm. on like getting run over. He's like, you know, for simplicity's sake, I'm just going to call you Snowball too. He's like, isn't that just lazy? She goes, is it Armin Tanzer? And he goes, fair enough. Just keeps walking. That's great. <laughs> That's great. I've explained it. I don't need to drop the clip in. Um, also, for rebroadcast, as part of the 60th anniversary celebration, uh, the Doctor's first episodes fighting the Daleks are going to be colorized for the first time. And to that, I say, boo. I hate colorizing old stuff. Yeah, no, don't do it. It's black and white for a reason. That's how they shot it. It's how it was intended. I also, this is a thing for like modern TV. I also hate things that were like shot um, before like 2010 in the four three aspect ratio that get expanded out into widescreen TVs and they just like shrink the top of the frame. I hate that. Yeah, that's perfectly good wasted television space. Yeah, it's it's not how it was intended to be shot. Not how it was intended to be seen. I hate that stuff. I, no. So glad that Disney Plus lets me turn that off for The Simpsons. When I I have all the like DVDs and Blu-rays, but when I, I I don't really care about like the quality of the image on that one. So I was just like, whatever, I'll throw it on Disney Plus. Yeah. They had that like bl- blown out thing. I was like, oh no. So you turned it off and put yeah. it on back. So you had the letterboxing. I found a way. They have a setting in there. I'm like, ah, that's better. Mm. The way it was meant to be seen. Yeah, don't colorize Doctor Who. That's stupid, and I hate it. Never colorize anything. All right, that's the news. All right, good news. Yeah, a bunch of Marvel stuff in there. Biggie Marvel stuff. I guess for this comic book related show, that's probably good. That now that I'm, <laughs> that I don't talk about comics that much on anymore. Yeah, good point. Well, it's just because I'm not in there on the week to week basis. It's true. You really aren't. Dove. I mean, we still the editor's note. We still do read comics from time to time. We're more pop culture now. We're hip. I know so. There's some definite comic stuff coming up. I want to hit. All right. Um. All right. So we're gonna move on from there to weird comics facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. This week, as we are talking the new Bill Watterson book, The Mysteries, his return to the world of comics since like 96, I think. Is that when Callan and Hobbs ended in 96? I think so. Somewhere in that area. I almost want to say 94, but I think it's 96. I could look this up. I'm not going to. It's 96. He's back. So I thought we'd do a little bit of Calvin and Hobbes factoids. Some of these are pretty well known. Mm-hmm. Bill Watterson, creator of Calvin and Hobbes, is, has been and always will be a recluse. Like He doesn't really do interviews ever, doesn't talk to anyone. Uh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but um, he, like you also can't really get his art. Like There's a couple of strips out there, maybe. And I, when I say a couple, I do mean a couple. But what he used to do is he would go into bookstores after Calvin and Hobbes ended, and he would put little remarks in collections at the bookstore just as like a fun surprise. Like, oh, you bought this book, and it has a little Bill Watterson sketch in there. Yeah, then people were just flipping them on eBay, and he stopped that. He's like, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. You guys ruined it for everyone. Cut it off. Mm. There has also never been a single piece of Calvin and Hobbes merchandise out there. Really? Not one. Did you know this, or are you just feigning? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, he refused to do it. I mean, he's been offered animated specials, like 
movies, like plushies, whatever, like toys, anything else, anything in the world he's been offered has never done a single piece of Calvin and Hobbes merchandise because he wants the art for it to speak for itself to be pure. Yes. So, you know, all those like Calvin pissing on whatever you see on like a, someone's truck decal, not officially licensed merchandise. Shocking. <laughs> I know. I'm sure he loves that. I think Dennis the Menace would be more, I mean, I get Calvin's kind of a recluse and he's kind of. I, didn't, I never really felt like Calvin was destructive in any way, except for he pretends he's a T-Rex. No, he did crash his parents' car. And that. But I mean, like, not like, he's not going to go and, like, publicly urinate on things. <laughs> Aggressively. He's like, you know what? I hate Fords. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I hate it was a lot of things. Yeah, really put anything in there. But yeah, there's some there's a, uh, some Bill Watterson factoids slash Calvin and Hobbes. There aren't that many factoids because, I, like I said, big recluse who doesn't do interviews. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he and Alan Moore should collaborate. Alan Moore's angrier. Fair. To my knowledge, again, know so little about Bill Watterson. You know more about Alan Moore than you know about Bill Watterson. Oh, easily. Because at least he's done interviews and was like in the public eye. True. So from no merchandise to maybe Bill Belichick's on the market, it's time for Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. Ah, well, we're just going to get right to it, huh? I, I was trying to think of, like, things for sale, and that's what I came down to. Well, the Patriots are 2-6 and six now after another loss, this one to the Washington Commanders. I've, that's the rumor I'm hearing, is that they are uh, the interested team with new ownership. So, I don't, I mean... This is coming from Ben Volan, so take what he says with a grain of salt. Yeah, I saw it on um, NBC Sports. Yeah, that'd be Ben Volan. I don't know, I don't follow football that closely. He also does stuff for the Boston Globe. I mean, there are a couple of people that... I've kind of floated it out there. Of course, uh, a couple of weeks ago, before the Patriots beat the Bills, the big news was that Bill Belichick had just recently signed a long-term extension with the Patriots with some lucrative things within it and some different things, including a timeline of, you know, or at least an ending of things. Uh, but the popular rumor is now that it wasn't Belichick's camp that leaked it, but the Crafts kind of saying, like, we're not going to fire him or let him go. If you really want Bill Belichick, you're going to have to kind of go through us via a trade. And now people are saying, well, if they lose this week when they go to Germany, it wouldn't be surprised going into the bye week if they just outright let Bill Belichick go. I find it hard to believe that that would happen on a couple of levels. One, at that point, why make massive changes if you're on a trajectory for a top three draft pick, which they are. Also, I feel like Belichick has at least earned the right to finish the season after all he did. And then you can kind of open up the look for trade. You're not going to trade him Midseason, first of all, the trade deadline is come and gone. He had not a voice. I don't. It wasn't his voice. He had a visual cameo on The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Yeah, the, that existed. Yes, the Patriots episode. He was in there. Had his hood on. Oh no! I mean, just it was like last week or the week before. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't see that one. Uh, no, a visual cameo of him. No, but he had been a visual cameo of him before too. He had been on the show before. I could tell because he was the grumpy one with that sweatshirt that he always wears. Yep, true story. Oh, he's been wearing a short safe quarters it more recently but it's been more you know, temperate out so so interesting theory that bill belichick you know this might be his last year or it could be his last year you know being the gm of the team he's been the de facto gm i think there's a lot of moving parts but i think the first step is i think the biggest glaring problem with this team is it's just very poorly constructed and the injuries that they've had 
they really don't have they had limited offensive weapons to begin with now they really don't have much in the way of weapons at all Juju Smith-Schuster dropping a pass that becomes intercepted ends their chances to win the game they were driving had a chance to tie or take the lead that went poof in the air as it typically does. They've had a number of one-score games this year. Very frustrating. I have two questions for you. Yes. And that's your football talk. Okay, fine. <laughs> Question the first. Uh, you were at the Commander's game. How was that? Oh, I mean, aside from the actual result of the game, great day. It's a lot of fun. Great weather. Aside from watching the game. Great weather. I always enjoy going to Gillette. The new video board. Holy shit. That thing is massive. Absolutely huge. Didn't actually have my eyes on it as much as I thought I would. But that and the new Lighthouse. I mean, the... Lighthouse looks okay, but I think it's really cool. You know, obvious, And during the summer, you're going to be able to pay to go up into the Lighthouse if you want and get a view of everything. So that's kind of cool. Why? I've seen the surrounding area. Eh, it's, a, it's the world's tallest Lighthouse, Zach. Okay, great. But it really isn't the world's tallest functional Lighthouse. I think that needs to be reiterated. So you've got that uh, going on. The tailgating was fun. Had a great time uh, with the group that I went with. Um, it was a lot of fun, even though they lost. And... Uh, Second time I've been this year because we went on New Year's Day. They won on New Year's Day. They lost them. So, whatever. All right. Second football question. Yeah. I, th- I guess this is not necessarily football. Now that sports betting is legal, how's it treating you? <laughs> not even a full week into it. I'm even. <laughs> okay. I'm, but, up. I'm up. Oh, good for you. I was up until the Patriots game. <laughs> I must bet against them. You would have. You would have been smart, too. You would have been smart, too. I made I made pretty good money on a NBA bet the other night, so. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, no sports betting legal in Maine now. So yeah, there goes any inheritance, any future kids I may have had is just gone. Poof. I like how you're planning to lose. It's called gambling for a reason, Zach. They don't make odds for Vegas to lose, but the odds makers are so incredibly good. It's in wild how close they are on some of the prop lines. Wild, wild, wild. But uh, no, that's pretty much it right there. All right, there's your football talk. Patriots in Germany this week. NBA season's off to a start. Hey, here. Yeah. Here are the highlights. After one game, the Bulls had a players-only meeting. Hilarious. James Harden traded to the Clippers. Had his first game last night. Mm-hmm. Didn't do great. Hilarious. Phoenix, three-headed monster of Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker. The only one who hasn't been injured so far is Kevin Durant. Hilarious. Mm. Denver looks good. Celtics look good. There we go. How do you feel? Um, oh, and season tournament has also started. Sure, why not? So, question... Again, this is more of a, a personnel question. Obviously, one of the big stories in the offseason, the Celtics traded away Robert Williams, who's now going to have to need knee surgery on his other knee, not the yeah. one they had injured. Celtics dodge a bullet here or just unfortunate set of circumstances. I always liked Robert Williams. I you know, obviously don't wish injury on anyone, but is there kind of like a sigh of relief as a Celtics fan that <sighs> he'd been kind of injury prone in the past and lo- and missed a lot of time and I mean, no longer from a, from a purely basketball standpoint not the human standpoint from a talent standpoint porzingis is a more complete player but he's also an injury prone player so we'll see what happens there i mean he's looked uh great so far not great last night but for the first five games he looked really good it's also you know small sample size they were the last undefeated team now there's a number of teams who have only lost once like uh denver i think dallas has only lost once philly's only lost once now boston and uh, by the time this comes out boston and philly will probably be playing at either maybe wrapping up by the time james harden getting traded yeah, I already said that. Yeah. Did he dress up as fat James Harden? No, he just barely showed up. Oh. <laughs> uh, we didn't, because the NBA season started during our two-week weird episodes, I need your NBA quick predictions. Who's going to be the Western Conference champion? Oh, Nuggets. Eastern Conference? Celtics. Who's going to win the NBA Finals? Well, I can't bet against them. All right. And how many games? I don't know. Because um, I'm going to put this, I'm going to, I might lay a bet on it. Let's, 
Like a $1 bet. A $1 bet. Ooh. I don't know. I mean, six. Let's say six. Celtics and six. All right. There you go. There's my prediction. All right. That's, that's all I had. All right, we're going to move on from there. We have stuff to talk about. Let's start with Loki. The last three episodes, which I'm not going to hit episode by episode, more just talking the last yes. three. Because I also don't remember where the last one left off that we talked about. So, hey. It's a good point. Was he spaghetti yet? No, he was not. Okay, so we're moving on from there. We so, literally had three episodes to recap. Screaming at streaming. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope. We're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. So, we, this is a bummer because, I mean, I'm going to stop giving my Jonathan Majors stuff. It sucks that he might be an asshole because he's really good at this. Oh, he's, yeah. The episode where he was in the... Um, back in time. Back in time. And he was um, Victor, Victor Timeless. Yep. Timely. Timely, whatever. I love that episode. That was a good episode. Yeah, I like old timey stuff. I also think it's very funny um, that the sh- like the show is like trying to make like oh look at like how kind of like weak willed and like demure he is. Meanwhile, the dude is jacked as all hell. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> they're like look slightly baggy clothes. Yes, you can't tell. No, and also crazy ass hair. Yeah, um, I like Loki kind of trying to find his place in the world of like, am I a villain? Am I a hero? What am I? That's a good point. Probably neither one really. Probably a bit in the middle. And he, I think probably by the end of the season. He Which will, is this week. Yeah. He will probably have found himself accidentally doing or intentionally doing what he who remained wanted and just being a part of uh, the machine that probably will make him look like a jackass again. Well, I mean, Loki's are always destined to lose. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like that episode. I like that when they do get him back to uh, the loom and they're like, it's very epic. They're like, all right, there's all this temporal radiation. You got to put on the suit. You got to get out there. He's like, I'm the one to do it. Like, epic. He's like, da, 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 da. spaghetti man. Just poof, gone. <laughs> He's spaghetti. That happened quick. <laughs> I love that. I'm like, for as, you know, giving crap to some of these uh, Marvel shows for like, it's just one long movie and like, they just kind of stop. No, that one had like a good TV ending. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, shit. What's happening next week? That man's spaghetti. Yeah, he's not. He didn't. He got spaghettified, which is very black hole-ish. I like, too, about this kind of series of episodes we had a like we kind of really got the villain miss minutes like miss minutes is kind of a little bit of a, a bitch i love miss minutes by the way especially like when she became like the big ghosty miss minutes and scared people away from the world's fair that was hilarious but that would be scary if you've never seen anything like that that's like, true oh. i think that would be scary right now and i've seen it on tv <laughs> if i looked out the window it was a giant miss minutes walking towards us I would be scared. I would be terrified. I would probably Calvin and Hobbes piss myself. On a Ford. Uh, well, on your couch, because I'm sitting on it. Okay. But I I like how Rensler, uh, Ren, Rensler, Rennes, Rennes, Renslayer. Renslayer. Like Renslayer and Miss Minutes were kind of both of the villainish. But this really, this whole series doesn't have a villain. I love how in the background, I don't know if it's by design because of all the Jonathan Major stuff or not. That there's very much a who's pulling the strings behind all of it, and they've laid the groundwork to make somebody else he who remains at the end of time. I imagine he's going to be in the next episode. Be weird if he wasn't. Probably. I, I just the the latest episode, the last one, the one science fiction. That was it. Was very interesting to think about. I liked how where they all the different people had come from in their lives. Like we finally like saw where Mobius came from, and well, then. Like, how did he end up being at the TVA in the first place? Like, what event led to them? Well, I think you're seeing it. 
yeah. as we have um, skipped over some stuff. Yes, but oh, sorry. What, well, the TVA entirely implodes and then spaghettified. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you were on the under the influence of some sort of illicit chemical, that would freak you out. <laughs> I wasn't. I watched it this afternoon. Okay. <laughs> Just clarify. Your eyes lit right up. Like, oh, were you, sir? <laughs> yeah, I do like the lat. The most recent one where, yeah, Loki has to figure out how to control um, his time slipping. He keeps on finding these people in different branching realities. We finally get Owen Wilson on that jet ski. Awesome. His son is a sociopath. Mm. Just burning stuff. That's true. Where'd you get those matches? I stole them. But like single dad, and you can kind of see, like, I don't want to leave my kids, but like Loki's ability to convince them. Also how Sylvia wasn't affected by that as a variant. Kind of weird. I mean, let's just go with... Norse god versus regular person. Fair enough. <laughs> Where I'm taking it. Oh, I also like that. Who works at a McDonald's now in the <laughs> 80s? Yeah, how much are they paying Marvel for that? I know when, um the line was so obvious. Like talking about like what when they were uh, talking like what uh, what do we prune? What do we not do? And she's like, it's like playing God. And there's like that pause. I'm like, you I, are I, a god. I, it's, I said the line out loud. I was like, we are gods. And then like because it's a long dramatic pause. Then Loki says it. My wife looks at me. Yeah. She's like, are you a writer? Like, mm-hmm. No, it's just a very obvious dialogue. Yeah. Well, I mean, you 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 are an English major, I guess, <laughs> and you are an editor, so and a writer and a writer. The other thing that I loved was Obi in like the real world trying to get his science fiction novel, but then like building a time pad and like walking through. He's like, "Wow, that was quick." He's like, 18, 19 months wasn't quick." My wife left. Lost my <laughs> wife. <laughs> just how he added that on. He's been a, such a delight in this whole series. Yeah, but I mean, with the whole like circular nature of or what seems to be a circular nature of time within this i think it's like you're saying what were the events that pulled them into the tva we just saw them it was Mm. loki loki did it that's the that's their start point i did like that because like he remains like it all just goes around like everything comes back doing this whole thing so this is that line it's like a snake eating its tail this is how they got to the tva which i think it it, it adds to the tragedy of loki it's like yeah he wants to save these people like but he rips them away from their lives and get them back yeah like unknowingly being the one who is the one who takes them away, which I'm sure is going to be the gut punch of the next episode. Yeah. Also, all he wants is friends. It's also true. It's just sad. And also, and we just had this in Secret Invasion, but we, boy, we just keep on getting people with um, insane powers now. Like, Amelia Clark has all the powers, and now Tom Hiddleston, or I guess Loki, I don't know why yeah. I say the actor. Now Loki has the power to go back and forth in time and also to any dimension or reality. That's also big. That's a big old power. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't like how this went. Going to rewind it five minutes. Or maybe I'll just hop over to this other universe. He has all the power now. Yeah, he can go anywhere he wants. Literally in time and space and dimensions. That's a lot of power. That's So we'll see. Um, might make him one of the most powerful ever. So, yeah, we'll see how. But this is how he handled. could insert himself back into the timeline. Maybe. I mean, he probably could have done that anyway. But That's now, a good point. But now he could just do it yeah. in, you know, with free will. I'm going over here now. Yes. It's very um, matrixy when you think about like if he resets it like the the one and like how everything is spaghettified and it's like the different like the what sixth iteration of the matrix and the matrix always ends because of free will yeah very matrixy kind of feel to some of that yeah a little bit but I'm here for it I, I mean I've really I've been enjoying this show a lot and I feel like Secret Invasion wasn't great Quantum Mania I liked more than I think the general public although I haven't revisited it what else did we get this year. She-Hulk was within the last year. She-Hulk was within the last year. That's another one. I liked that show a lot more it's than been the general public. <laughs> just about a year since we had Hawkeye. I also liked Hawkeye. Hawkeye was fun. Moon Knight. Wasn't so big on Moon Knight. Was that in the last year? 
I don't know. Was that like a year and a half ago? I don't know. Uh, didn't love Moon Knight. Yeah. Oh, well, there was Miss Marvel. Didn't love Miss Marvel. Oh, yeah, that also happened. That was a thing. Yeah. That show made me mad the more I thought about it because it's like every good idea they had, I felt like they squandered. Mm. It's like there were a bunch of really interesting things in there that I felt went nowhere. Yeah, I think that's kind of low key for now. And it's very high key. Until the finale. So we're going to move on from there. Main topic of the week. We are talking Bill Watterson's The Mysteries. It's Jared's Raining Corner. So this just came out. And um, I'm saying Bill Watterson because it's uh, mostly for name recognition's sake. Mm. So this, I don't even know what you would call it. It's not really a graphic novel. It's a, it's, it's an illustrated fable. It's an illustrated short story. Illustrated fable, I guess, would be a good, no, yeah. Uh, Bill Watterson wrote it. Uh, the art is a combination of him with artist um, who's apparently relatively famous, not a name I recognized, John Kasch, K-A-S-C-H-T. Take your best guesses with pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, but the two of them, just based on what I was reading, like apparently the two of them worked like incredibly closely, like kind of like threw away their own art styles to try to collaborate and make something unique in here. I mean, like Bill Watterson hasn't been involved in comics. Bam! I was trying to see what other things John Cash had done, actually. Yeah. I mean, this is his return after literal decades, and... Bill Murray with a long neck. Kind of looks like a dong. Great. And there's a lot of hype. Like, the second this was announced, I pre-ordered this book. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was, like, God, back in March, I think. And it just came out a few weeks ago. And I've set it up and down. Calvin and Hobbes is one of the best things ever written. I think it works, like, for adults and kids on, like, not every single strip. But it works on two different levels a lot of the time, depending on when you read it in life. And I... It's such a fine balancing act that I, I've always really just appreciated. Like, one, the entertainment, but like just like the pure like artistry behind Calvin and Hobbes. And so this, you know, Bill Larson coming back all these years later, it's like there's a level of hype there. Like, But there's also a level of fear. Like, what is this going to be? Is it going to be any good? Is it going to be like, oh, he's back? And it's as you were talking about, you know, people returning. Is this going to be Hulk Hogan coming back? That's a good point. And the way it kind of lands, it's its own thing. It really is. I love the art in it. I'm I have been racking my brain. It really gave big feels of like an illustrate like a comic like a children's book illustrator and I can't feel I can't figure out what it was, who it was, or what the the children's book was, but like the black and white the shading. I love the art in this book. And I think the the fable like cuz it really is like a fable. It really is kind of it, it, it's short. I mean, it's probably what no more than 250 words tops, maybe. Yeah, the way this book is laid not out. Not even. It's probably 150 words. Yeah, it's this little hardcover, not not a very large book and It's like an 8 by 8, 9 by 9. Yeah. And when you um open it up on the left, you'll get maybe a line of text, maybe two lines. Mm-hmm. Then we have an image on the other side, flip a page, same thing all throughout. And the kind of the premise of the story, which it's not so much a narrative, is is it's looking at humanity. It's not even a story. There's no real story to it, I think. No, but basically it's called the mysteries because back when, you know, people were first started to like build civilization and culture, like there are unknowns to the world. We don't know like mm-hmm. what's in the woods, like what's in the stars, what's anything, like everything is a mystery. Yes. And then humanity builds stories around these mysteries. And then those stories then become like what, like legend. Let's say they go from like legend, and then when we find out more information, and we learn that they're really not mysterious at yeah, all, we figure out how it works. And then they become stories. And I mean, basically, the end of the book, th- this isn't really a spoilery book, and I'll kind of explain why. But the end of it is basically, and then there, there are no more mysteries. Like we've figured out the universe and the world, and through that knowledge comes our own self destruction. And the mysteries come back. Yeah. And, 
you know, the world is still there. The earth is still there. Sky is still there. The woods are still there. And these things then go back to being unknowns. It's this continuous thing. It's it's like, it's almost a cautionary tale, but it's not quite a tale. <laughs> it, uh, that's why I think Fable is a really good description of it. Trying to, like, the first time I read it, I was like, huh. And, like, when you give it to me, like, you're going to read it a few times and you need to, like, sit with it. Like, you can literally read this in five minutes. Yeah, I mean, probably less if you were really flipping through it. But I found that the four or five times I came back to it, I took longer. Yeah, I've, I, there's, there's a definite, like, level of, like, high artistry in here because it is very short. It is very simple. You could flip through it. But I really found myself enjoying, like, just reading that sentence, looking at the art, just kind of taking it in and, you can the real beauty about this book and the more i'm talking about the more i'm liking it mm. um it's just like one sentence a very simple sentence and you could just sit there and think about it like you could really dive into like each page you, even though it's so just you know what it kind of is it's kind of like a poem it is, I was yeah it is very poetry-esque like almost like song lyrics but more poem i don't know how you would turn this into a song yeah it but certainly a poem well you've always called bill waterman like one of the uh Watson. waterson You've always called Bill Watterson one of the great American authors of all time. Yeah, and I don't know if this is if people are going to grab this or not or what the kind of staying power is, but I think it's a definite unique little book where you just you get to sit with it. And I don't know like how often I'm going to revisit this realistically, but I think one of the things that struck me was was the page where it's all the headlines and like the mysteries weren't as big and everyone's like, "Well, it's not a it's not a big deal, but I think it is from the standpoint of once we understand how something works, we still need to respect why it works. Like figuring it out is one thing, but like even though it's not a mystery anymore, it doesn't make it any less important or any less interesting or intriguing to know, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think you can, like I said, it, you flip through it slow, you just read it. Breathe it in like a good book. And I think there's a... I think it's a good conversation, like kind of starter and a good kind of needs a lint roller. Well, I can't help that. It was at your house for the last week. I'm sorry, my cat's learning how to shed. He also has learned how to hump his stuffed animal, so that's upsetting. Great, uh, get him neutered. He is. Oh, even better. Yeah, I mean, at least he's not spraying. Anyway, many nights were never seen again. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I really liked sitting with this book, and I've really liked thinking about it afterwards. And this first kind of quick. As you can go through it, it feels like something that took a long time. Yes. I just, I wish I could place the the artwork and like the children's book I'm thinking of, but maybe I, I'll never figure it out. But I love the artwork in it. Love it. And I just love the story. Well, I mean, also, like I said, it's Bill Watterson and this other guy whose name I'm not going to try and pronounce again, like kind of throwing their, their styles out. And if you presented this to me, like cold, said... Like, who's the artist on this? I would never in a million years have said, oh, that's Bill Watterson. No. Not not for a second would I have guessed that. And obviously it's not just him, but still. No. Like, even with, like, I mean, just let's use, like, comics for a regular example. Like, you know, I can pick out a penciler and not a, all the time, but a lot of times I can pick out an inker too. And on this one, it's just this blend where I can't pick out anything. Yeah. It almost, even the parts of it, like, it almost has, like, a collage aspect to it, but it's not a collage. No, I think when you look at the art, it each of them, I think each of the images really could stand on its own, too, outside of the narrative. Yeah. I think I, What I like <laughs> about it, and I think the title of the mysteries is really appropriate for it because it also, in itself, is so open to your interpretation that it is kind of its own little mystery. What the, what do they mean by, the, like, it, 
I'm left with the kind of the question at the end, like, I wonder what all the mysteries were that we were looking at. The or big mystery for me about. is why is this a thing that Bill Watterson wanted to come back for? Again, I think it doesn't seem like it's it's not like a cash grab. No, not at all. At nineteen ninety nine a copy, but still You didn't pay for this. No, I didn't. <laughs> but I just I don't know. I think it's very interesting to think about I, I love the line to and I think it speaks so much about after people had kind of, you know, the the king said, oh, these are normal things when things were changing after they had solved the mysteries that they were making, you know, the wizards, as they were called, still watched and still cared and still researched the, these things. I just thought it was very interesting that, like, just because you think you understand something doesn't give you the right to be ignorant of its existence. Um, I, f- I find this book to be excellent. It's certainly, like, it's, if you're looking for, like, a Calvin and Hobbes vibe, it ain't that, but it's, I find it very provoking in a in a very good way, but I can also understand um, this is a $20 price point for not a very big book, so I can see that turning people off, but I, I'm certainly, I'm very glad I bought it, and I'm glad I read it. I think it'd be a, it's a very, very good coffee table book. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for the mysteries. Spend 20 bucks if you want to. I am happy I did. All right. Okay, move on from there to letters to the editors. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always dead. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Hey, if you want to ask us your own questions, you can send those into editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. I implore you to send them in because we need them. Yeah. We, we, need the, we need the cues. The segment mm. only works if we have the cues. We can't give you A's without cues. Oh, well, we need them right now. Oh, okay. What's our cue today? This one's not a bad one. This was just the the end of a batch email. All right. That I just went through. I think I just went through them one. Oh, okay. Uh, who wins in a fight? James Bond versus the Predator. I'm going to go James Bond. It depends which James Bond we have. Okay, that's fair enough. But I, I still think in general, James Bond. This gives me a, a good... This If I had this question for uh, before... Uh, before the end of spooky season, but we'll fil- finish this one. Then I got one that's in the same vein. I mean, if it's Sean Connery, he has a jetpack. Yeah, it's pretty good. He can also disguise himself. I mean, we have like Arnold covering himself in mud. He's down there in the swamp. He's disguised as an alligator, baby. Oh, I was thinking more like he could like you know go to Q Branch and they would give him some goggles or like a pair of glasses that could see the predator. Yeah, I mean Pierce Brosnan literally had those X-ray sunglasses that looked so 1999 it hurts yeah well, where, where I mean, you could think see, about when that movie came out where you could see uh, women's underwear and if they had guns how i mean what a specific x-ray yeah it's not really x-ray at that point it's just voyeur ray <laughs> i feel like you could see the predator see him underneath his armor too i just feel like see his sexy predator underwear <laughs> <laughs> those pierce brosnan glasses do you do you think that the predator wears a thong or is he more of like a boxer briefs kind of guy i mean he's already in fishnets Oh, so definitely a thong? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I think so. All right. I think the Predator's a little kinky. Maybe he's got like some tidy whities some space undies. He's just doing Rocky Horror. He's like, got like a space cod piece. <laughs> he kind of does. That's a good point. Yeah, I, th- I feel like if the Predator just gets the drop on Bond... It's over. He's done. But but if Bond has prep time and also, like you said, like Q Branch just like whipping some stuff up, like maybe he hands... up. One of the weirdest inventions that never got into a Bond movie is there's an umbrella in the background where if you close it, it decapitates you. Oh, who yeah. opened it in the first place? It's a great question. <laughs> give him, give him that umbrella. Just let it close on his head. Boom, dead. Yeah. Hey, look, Mister Predator, it's done raining. Could you close the umbrella? Shrink. <laughs> the other piece to this too is like James Bond. If Arnold can beat him with sticks, mud, and fire, what's to say that James Bond can't beat him with technology? Just saying. If Danny Glover can hold his own against the Predator. Like I'm telling you right now, Roger Moore, he's going out. He's not making it through. Pierce Brosnan? 
his 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 little creepy specs. I bet he makes it out for you, James, for England. <laughs> yeah, uh, Daniel Craig. Maybe I think Craig because he set up that like whole elaborate trap in Skyfall when he had basically next to nothing except for an Aston Martin that has machine guns. He did have the help of Kincaid though, which by the way, I never really understood why this abandoned house Kincaid still lives there. The grounds, the gamekeeper. Nice little house. Why wouldn't you want to just live in the countryside? Yeah, but it looks like it's, it's abandoned. Like, it's kind of drab and dour. Feels very depressing to live there. Beautiful <laughs> countryside, but still. Kincaid is awesome, by the way. One of my favorite Bond move, Bond characters ever, and he's in it for like 15 minutes. And during those 15 minutes, Kincaid runs game on M. Timothy Dalton's not making it out of there. Yeah, I think we're like going to be 50-50 on our Bonds. Half, right. half of them will survive. Half of them will die. It's pretty decent odds, considering that Predator kills a lot more than that. He does indeed. So here's my question on the same vein. Who's more dangerous or what's more dangerous, a werewolf or a vampire? I'd, I'd say vampire because they get every night versus like max three. Well, the moon's only really truly full one night a year. Usually werewolf stuff will be like you get one before you get one after. You get like a bonus on yeah. either side. But the werewolf can, them, but during those three days, the werewolf can go, well, no, they can. They only are a werewolf at night, right? Yeah, so vampire. What about if the, the moon is full during the day? Moon's not full during the day. The moon's out during the day. I don't think it can. I'm just saying you need a silver bullet to kill a werewolf. You know, I think it's easier to avoid a vampire. Just wear some garlic and have a cross, a little bit of holy water, hang out in the sun. Sun isn't out at night. No, but I mean, if what this is the debate question though. If you're in a room with like UV lights, is it the UV of the sun that's dangerous to them? If you just like a picture of the sun, does that work? No, I don't think that works. Oh, okay. Vampires, they're out more. They can also turn into bats, and they've got speed and quickness and strength. And they're immortal. You're getting like 30% more vampire or 300%, whatever. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. A lot more percents. All right. Don't make me do math. Okay, I won't. All right. Uh, write us questions. For the love of God, write us questions. All right. That's the show. That's it. All right. Well, if you enjoyed the show, please go to patreon.com slash editors note comics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. Plus stuff behind the paywall. The Buffy back issue is the Buffy back issue is back, baby. Plus you got- almost the title of the show, which by the way, uh, episode two is out now, depending on who you are. If you're somebody who left Patreon and didn't leave a nasty note or a nice note, feedback. That's all we're asking for, feedback. We'll tell you how to do that in a minute. But anyway, you get Buffy back issue bin and Pods of the Dark Tower. Those are behind the paywall, so check that out. Patreon.com slash editors no comics. Interact with the show. Rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Email us, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com, and you can interact with us on the social medias. Just look up Zach on Twitter, Editors Note Comics. And Blue Sky. And Blue Sky. Yeah, I've definitely done things on there. Don't you don't you worry about it. Oh, okay. I haven't opened that app in like a month. There you go. <laughs> Just like I haven't opened threads in a while. Yeah, no. And you're uh, there complaining about your terrible football team. At Junior Rich. I'll be back next week. Hey, the Marvels is tracking for a terrible opening, but we'll be there, baby. Bigger number, Marvel's opening weekend or the $3.7 million that was spent on main sports gambling over the weekend? Oh, God, that's how much I spent? I am. Um, I threw the word parlay around more than they did in the movie Pirates of the Caribbean. Of course. Uh, of course. Yeah, we'll be back next week for the Marvels. Hopefully it's good. Parlay. Bye-bye.